Welcome to the Bro League Commissioner Cast Podcast. I am your host, the Corrupt Commissioner Joe, joined alongside my co-commissioner Brian. Konnichiwa. Konnichiwa. It's a good week this week. A short week for our podcast, but you know. Yeah, I mean, it kind of had to be with the uh, the scheduling changes with the NFL. No Thursday night game, two Monday night games. But uh, yeah, this was a, this was a very interesting le- week for the league. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of change-ups in the lineup, making everything real close in the rankings. I don't think anybody had a bench that had at least three players that they just couldn't play this week. It was yeah, ridiculous. It was rough. This was a big bye week. Yes. We went over this last podcast, and it really, really showed up in the in the overall scores of the week. Um, lower than last week's average. Which is surprising, but I mean... You know, because last week was one of the first big bye weeks, and you know everybody kind of got like hit that slump. But I figured we would all adjust this week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Apparently not. <laughs> one twenty-two point average last week, down to one thirteen. I don't think I've ever seen points this low, at least in a while. Average-wise, anyway. Average-wise, yeah. yeah. It was just like I said, we we went through the list of players that were off um, for the bye last week, and mm-hmm. it was a lot of starters. That, yeah, that were, and they're not like just like flex starters there's a lot of top ta- top name starters that you know just sat on the bench this week getting zero points yeah yeah and and you know uh, even though there were a lot more bye weeks this week too especially with the chargers move being moved up like we talked about last week uh if the points i mean i know we'd had a couple you know we beat the point the highest point total beat from last week but the lows really hit the lows in this week uh, especially with a lot of people that were getting affected by the buys and the starters like you just said yep so our waiver wire wrap up we had seven moves this week during the waiver wire period uh 11 total bids four teams making making moves mm-hmm. uh big big uh money spenders chase claypool Yes, after that huge game we put up. Yeah, after he put five. up four, four, four touchdowns, I believe it was, Gooby decided to drop $85, beating me by $2. $2. I keep getting beat out by these minimal amounts of dollars. I so mean, I guess I'm right on the right on the nail, but just, just a little shy. You're right on the nail with somebody else, but you just got to give it a little extra. Next time you just next time you want to put down money for Fab for a big amount, just put an extra $3, see oh, what happens. I, I, I thought, you know, $83 would be good enough. I thought I'd be hitting that uh that 80 mark. Now, everybody knows not to go with the round numbers. You got to go pe- above and beyond. And somehow Gooby went with the round number at 85. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, so Chase Clay pulled a Gooby. Uh Made up for his Deontay Johnson going down. Definitely a good pickup for the sub because if Johnson does come back, it's an immediate switch, switch and swap. But we'll talk a little bit about that later. Travis Fulgram to to Johnny for fifteen dollars. Not a bad pickup. He definitely did uh, play very successfully in the what is that what they call the Eagles offense. But he was <laughs> on Johnny's bench. I I know. Yeah. I mean, I can't complain too much about him leaving a fifteen dollar bid on on his bench. But <laughs> no, no. I mean, you know, maybe maybe it was like a little little scared, little you know, he he flashed a bit in that week. Pick him up, see how he does, kind of deal. But I mean, fifteen dollars and with everything that he had going on that that week. And then we had a lot of maintenance, as I like to call them, pickups. Yeah. Uh, mostly Lolly and Christian trying to make up for their buys. A couple kickers coming off the board, a, a QB and. Miami defense as well as I think Christian was filling in a tight end spot. Yep. Yeah. Filling in tight end spot for Hunter Henry being on by. So. And it was like like you just said, a lot of maintenance had to be done by Lolly. He has the Seahawks on by this week. Big blow to his roster. And there was a lot, lot of, lot of, lot of pi- like uh, free agent pickups during that week. It's, it was an interesting, uh, 
well, pick up who that, drops. That's why I was surprised. Like, like I said before, I mean, I thought we were going to, like, the first bye week, everybody's a little shook by it. You know, you do expect it, but you don't expect it to hit that hard. And then the next week after, everybody just picks up, uh, you know, oh, I need this guy, I need this guy, I need maybe try this wide receiver here and stuff like that. And I thought we were going to adjust a little more than we did. No no big injuries this week, so I'm not surprised that there wasn't too much um, waiver wire movement. Yeah. So we'll go on to the week five results. Uh, starting off, me versus Kevin. Uh, I, I took the win, one hundred nine to one hundred nine point three one to ninety one point zero three. That that one o'clock game was scary, though. Yeah, I mean, despite the scoring, though, I think it, the little back and forth you guys had on the one o'clock games was definitely entertaining for sure. Especially because I was I was really afraid I was going to lose to Daniel Jones, top ten quarterback. That would have just ended your whole. We should shut I, the podcast down at that. Point. I did not realize that I was going up against him. Um, until the beginning of that one o'clock game, and it shook me. It shook me right I mean, from the start. I mean, it's for somebody that that uh, likes people talking about their players so they can do better. You did a whole lot of that against Daniel Jones, and he, you were scared of scared of it. Well, from that game though, we did, we we found out that Daniel Jones is not a top ten quarterback. He's more of a top ten running back. Thirteen points, thirteen point eight eight points, I believe. What was it? Almost eight points, seven, seven and a half of those points coming on the ground. Just the ground run, yeah. Yeah, that one big bust-out run kind of boosted his stats for the week for the the rushers, for sure. But it was it was close. I got lucky with the, the, the Tannehill, A.J. Brown stack, getting mm-hmm. the touchdown with four seconds left in the game to throw it to overtime. Right, yeah. And, and that really saved my week. Yeah, the overtime was definitely a big uh, plus for you in that one, for and, sure. And, and the DeAndre Swift trade paying off real real soon. Yes. Yeah, that was good, too. DeAndre Swift, like I said last week, this week um, was going to be the week where you see if DeAndre Swift was going to be more of a next-year prospect or this-year prospect. I think with the way they used him and with the way they lined him up and stuff like that, I think he's going to be a little more of a this-year prospect, especially towards the end of the year. Yeah, 25.8 points. Um, I, I, I won by 19 points, so my my backup, I was probably going to go back to De'Aaron Jarnis Johnson and he didn't score much, so that that no. <laughs> that saved me the game, especially yeah. with Melvin Gordon being out for for illness prior to his potential suspension looming. Yeah, and I mean, you know, and for Kevin, obviously, he had a couple misses there. Uh, Marquise Brown didn't do too much there. Uh, you know, Beckham had another really bad game, but that Devontae was Devontae Adams in the Green Bay. Devonte Adams offense. had actually what I call an okay game compared okay to game, compared to that compared to what that game could have been. Pulling out nine points for that game was a, a blessing. Yeah, Mixon went down early, which sucked for yes. Kevin. Yeah, I think in the second half or in the first half, Adrian Peterson actually started off really great, but then, as we said, DeAndre Swift took over that uh, that offense for the second half of the game. Yeah, and, and I mean, you know, you had a couple underperformers too with Mark Andrews and uh, Jonah Smith and stuff like that, but. You know, I think at the end of the day, I think it was a good matchup for the 1 o'clock. After the 1 o'clock, it was kind of a little more pulling away, and you guys kind of had that separation. But it was a definitely an entertaining uh, matchup for sure. I think the reason why it was so close is because, once again, Gooby did not talk shit about my team last week. My team does better on hate from Gooby, and I just didn't get that this week again. With so it. all Gooby has to do is make sure the podcast doesn't come out for against you when he's facing you, and then you I should mean, be good, right? The way the way it looks like they're going, they're hiding back under their rock, so... We'll see. Ooh. All right. Yeah. All right. Got to gotta entice them to come out a little <laughs> bit. Next game, speaking of Gooby, uh, Gooby with the name change this week, going up against Lolly, uh, 131.57 to 79.84. Yep. I, don't, I think that's the first the first name change in Lolly's history, or at least 
since we've been tracking it. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think he might have had one through the years, maybe, in the past three. Definitely the first name change for Lolly this year, and it's probably um, going to be one of the only ones, because this was, again, a rough bye week for Lolly. Lolly's entire bench is filled with zeros. Yes. <laughs> Russell Wilson, DK Metcalf, Sammy Watkins was out. He, he didn't have much, so, but... yeah. It, it comes and and with that Johnny actually jumps jumps Lolly in in points right yeah this 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 week in points definitely hurt that pointly that Lolly had not enough to bring him down to put past uh like the rest of the pack which you know half of the more than half the league is three and three right now yep. but um yeah I mean and Gooby on the other hand when he went up against uh Lolly he made sure he started a perfect lineup mm-hmm. not not that hard with uh your you're uh, uh, half your bench being on by or you know being declared out. Yeah, but it, the 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 perfect lineup definitely gets a lot easier once the bye weeks start rolling in. Yeah, because then you don't have six people to choose from. You only got now three, and a couple of them was like you know carry on Johnson. Nobody's starting carry yeah, on he Johnson. Had, yeah, he only had three people to choose from <laughs> on his bench, and once again he did make the right move though with uh, Kyler Murray two weeks in a row over Josh Allen. Finally, the right move. Two weeks. Yeah, agreed. And I, I believe this one was a clear cut move, though. I mean, you know, Josh Allen in the rain or Kyler Murray against Dallas. Yeah, and <laughs> Gooby's getting lucky on that Brandon Cooks pick. He's been rocking a little bit. I, I, I drafted Brandon Cooks, I believe, and then dropped him. And that's a good pickup for Gooby. Uh, Twenty six points and seventeen points in the past two weeks. Yeah, definitely the uh, coaching change over there made it sure Brandon Cooks is definitely more involved in the, uh, the offense. He was definitely forced to play him this week, but you know that worked out for him definitely a play moving forward for sure yeah because if you know i don't i think if it was his normal week he wouldn't have played him um probably would have played josh jacobs over him especially after he spent all that money on chase claypool yeah yeah i mean it it ended up working out and he he got that name change on molly yeah i mean it's definitely going to be a little bit more of a situation that he has with the quarterbacks where he doesn't he's going to have to make a couple decisions scooby on who he's going to play on depending on the matchups i'm assuming and stuff like that but Mm -hmm. it's a good position to be in for sure and then next up, we'll go to your game, you versus Chris. We we forgot to talk about this the last ge- the last oh, uh, podcast. Oh, I didn't forget because last time I talked shit about my game, I lost. All right, I <laughs> forgot to talk about this game last week, uh, but you t- you took down Chris at one thirty seven point six four to one hundred eight point one eight. Chris is now on a three game losing streak after starting three and zero. Yes, he's on the slide. You you just ended your your slide. I just ended my free fall. Yeah, yeah, I was on a three-game losing streak after starting two up. Uh, I mean, not much I can say about this game. Matt Ryan came back from the dead to actually learn how to play football again after a coaching change. Um, Matt Ryan, uh, was it Calvin Ridley? Calvin Ridley got some good points. Went off. George Kittle. Kittle again. Kittle big game. Yeah, again, Kittle with the big game trying to make it happen. Um, and then a surprise, Kenyon Drake at the end of the uh, the Monday nights really uh, pulled ahead at the end there, making it a – a but you weren't, you weren't without your disappointments. No, Alexander Madison. That was supposed to have a big game. That was Cook that was down. a big disappointment. But I think as as Johnny can uh, recollect from that game, he just needed Kirk Cousins to do something for him, yep. and uh, all he did was throw picks that game. <laughs> well, he he started off throwing picks. He, he did. He ended up with a with a nice game himself. Twenty nine points. He did. He did. Mostly focusing over to Justin Jefferson. Because I don't think Adam Thielen did much. 
Uh, I mean, Thielen got did get a touchdown, um, but uh, the the whole game was really more play from behind. 12, 12.6 points. Um, yeah, but the whole the game script did not focus uh, the run game at all, and I think they l- pulled a little bit more away from it without Dalvin Cook in the in the mix. So, either yeah. way, Madison was definitely a disappointment. Miko um, Hardman threw up a zero in that rain game from Patrick Mahomes with Sammy Watkins out. I thought he was going to get at least a couple catches. But, oh yeah, you know. I actually forgot to mention this. Kevin left uh, Justin Jefferson on his bench, thirty five points. Yes. Which Two touchdowns. So that would have made that would have changed the game. But again, it, I'm not I'm not totally I'm opposed not, to I'm that not move. Opposed to it, yeah, because because with Justin Jefferson, he's a rookie. He's like you know coming in coming into the offense. You don't know if that first game was a big you know flash in the pan kind of deal, or if it was more of a hey you know lucky kind of thing, or if he's going to be a full blown hey give me the ball I'll get you points. I think, I think what happened was. Uh, Justin Jefferson blew up. Then Kevin decided to play him. Didn't have a good game. Yeah. Benched him and then he yeah. Blew up. But going back to your game with Chris, Chris just got really unlucky. Tyreek Hill only put up four points. Yeah. Uh, Todd and Gurley Todd Gurley. Only eight points. It's just it's just an unlucky week. Hopefully this week he gets back. Tyler Lockett. Oh, Mostert went down again. Yes. Which, which stinks. Yeah. But Slayton <laughs> Slayton got a touchdown. So which is which is always good. You know, Daniel Jones has got to do something. Hopefully, for Chris's sake, lock, lock it coming back. And, you know, Mike Williams, we spoke about last week, had a big game going into that bye. Hopefully, he's getting a little bit more comfortable with Justin Herbert. Justin Herbert has that big arm. so I definitely uh, think that'll be a connection you can you can look for in the future for sure. Mike Williams is one of the best um, wide receivers at getting contested balls. He's really tall, and he's got a lot of power to him. So right. that could be a good good. Um, good connection going forward. Yeah, I definitely think I got a little lucky playing Chris this week instead of next week for sure. Oh, definitely. Uh, then we have uh, Christian versus Mike. Mike decided to, you know, he came up to say hi for a little bit, but decided to crawl back into the basement. Yeah, and I mean, I don't think it was all his fault this week. I mean, Christian did put up a good showing with his uh, players, but nobody could have predicted Aaron Rodgers had a three-point game. Oh, no. Yeah. (laughs) 114.09 to 86.70. Yeah, as you said, Aaron Rodgers, 3.8 points through a couple picks, just... The Green Bay offense, after they got that first early touchdown, couldn't do much after that. And, you know, it's been a little bit of a tradition with the Green Bay offense where they, you know, after a bye, they kind of don't do the best. Yeah, they got blown out last year. Exactly. But uh, Aaron Rodgers just put up the worst fantasy stat line in his entire career. So, I mean, there's nothing you can really do about that. And that, along with a couple of other people, Chris Godwin didn't do well at all. I know Michael Evans didn't do good either Mm -hmm. this week. Uh, You know, Evan Ingram. The Tampa Bay... Tampa Bay offense did great, but Ronald Jones took yes. that one over. Yes, that was that was on the other side of the the matchup. That one, that's where the the Tampa Bay points came from. Christian Kirk on Mike's bench, twenty one points. That was twenty one points on two catches with eighty six yards, one of them being an eighty yard catch. So that <laughs> yeah. I don't I don't blame <laughs> I don't him on blame that. For that <laughs> I don't blame right, him but. on that. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, no, and uh, Christian, like I said, he he did he did start a couple people that gave him disappointments. Cooper Cup gave him two point six points. Gusecki that he picked up. T.Y., right. 1.6 points, but T.Y. did have a uh, touchdown pulled back from he him. He did, but uh, yeah, I don't know if I trust T.Y. moving forward. Uh, I don't. We spoke about that last week. Yeah. It's not. Yeah. I'm su- I'm still surprised Mike is starting Evan Ingram. Um, I mean, he, from from a couple years ago, Evan Ingram was getting those points to be tight end one, but in I think last year he was hurt a lot, and that really hampered his the prospect of what he was going. This year, I don't think there's many injury concerns. It's more just of an offense trying to – Get the ball moving, get the get things going, and yeah. I don't think it's clicking this year. Evan Ingram maxed out at nine point five points this year against 
the Bears. He had nine points last week, but hasn't done much since. Hey, Mike, you know, uh, I got two tight ends sitting on my bench. Uh, I could give up one. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Wanna, uh, all right, no pimping your team on the podcast there, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Mar- Mark Andrews could be available, Jano Smith, you know. <laughs> we could work out a deal. Yeah, yeah. But uh, last matchup that we matchup have. Matchup of the week. A matchup of the week that we called. That we called. Dom and Johnny. Dom and Johnny. Dom pulling out the wind without changing his name. Yes. Still kept his name the Team Dominator. Johnny wasn't able to name change him. 143.19 to 136.4. Dom takes the win, yeah. Came down to the last game of the of the week. The last drive of the week. I mean, yeah, with Johnny having Mahomes in the first Monday night game, if this was going to definitely be a Monday night shootout you'd have to look out for. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it ended up being Amari Cooper versus Zane Gonzalez at the, the end. Last two players playing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was it was real back and forth. Uh, Zane Gonzalez was getting a lot of um, a lot of extra points early with the Cardinals scoring a bunch of touchdowns and. Um, and he had that Dallas one field not goal. doing much. Yeah, in the I mean, beginning. I mean, Dallas was what it was thirty one and three. Thirty one to three at so. one point. It took them a long time to get uh, to get going, and really, um, after what was it? The first half. Yeah. It, it the second half really was a CD Lamb show. Uh, yeah. He was he was he was moving the chains for for Dallas, and then Amari Cooper right at the end. Right. He, he had Amari Cooper. You know, he had a strong first half. Yeah. Um but he got that touchdown. That touchdown right at, at the end, end really, really saved it. Dom yeah. was up, you know, less than a half a point, but then that, that really blew open the doors there for Johnny and he couldn't really make it back up. Yeah, and I mean, you know, you, you hate to see that, especially with Patrick Mahomes in the earlier game when it was raining, he was throwing the ball around or trying to, and the rain just really hampered Patrick Mahomes' big play style where he can chuck the ball downfield and get Tyreek Hill those up balls. I mean, Derrick Henry tried to save this one for Johnny, but, I mean, you know, what more can you ask for from a 95-yard run mm-hmm. for a touchdown? I mean, that's 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 most of the reason Johnny was still in this, oh, coming yes. into it. Derrick Henry ha- ha- went off 112, or no, 212 points, two touchdowns, 50, 52 yards receiving. That that He really carried Johnny's team. Yeah. And, I mean, you know, it was a good matchup all around. Uh, you know, Steel- Steelers for the Dom really put up a ton of points, obviously. Uh, Chiefs not so much for Johnny. But then, you know, it, it just went back and forth. Julio Jones finally had a comeback game with Matt Ryan, thankfully, because, you know, the Julio Jones has been doing really nothing this year so far, notable. But I think it was a good, uh, good, uh, definitely a good matchup. Definitely. Dom, Dom decided to go back to uh, Ryan Fitzmagic, oh, who yeah. is now Ryan Fitztragic because he got benched. Going into the bye, uh, yeah, two will be starting coming starting uh, week eight. Yeah, yeah. I mean, fantasy wise, it didn't hurt him too much. Two no, points, it, it but actually, it actually helped him because yeah. Tom Brady did worse. Yeah, even though Tampa Bay put up thirty eight points, Tom Brady's only fourteen points. Right, which is you know that run game. <laughs> uh, it might Dom might have to start looking towards the um the waiver wire. Yeah, QB to, to carry him through because he's not he's still putting up. I mean, he had a good week this week, one hundred forty three points. Led the league, yeah. But I still think he's he's still towards the lower end of that uh that three and three bracket right now outside of the playoffs. But you know we'll see. Like I said, it all Kate's takes is a couple w- waiver moves or a couple of weeks where you guys just click. You're back up there, especially with how close the league is right now. And with how with bye weeks come up, you know anything yep. could happen. Any team could be affected. You know you just got to hope that you can get through them. Yeah, exactly. Luckily for some teams, uh, I think Lolly's team. Past their big bye week, yep. I, I've, I'm down. 
I passed a lot of my bye weeks already. I still have a couple of bye weeks coming up, but I, you know, I'll have to adjust accordingly with the with the bench like everybody else. And it's, it's I think with the way the leagues lined up, even you and Gooby, who are five and one right now, you just get two losses and you're right in there with us. Right in there, but you know, it's it's going. Uh, the the hunt for the playoffs is it's heating up. Yeah, 100%. it's gonna be it's gonna be a real tight one this year. Uh, I don't know if that si- magic six and seven mark that we we set at the beginning of the year will be enough this year. Yeah, it's definitely looking like whoever's pull, whoever's going to pull ahead in the next two, maybe three weeks of this three and three pack is definitely going to have a better chance than anybody else, obviously. But uh, I think I think, but even Mike and Kevin, if they get a couple wins under their belt, and they're still not out of it. They're still not out of it. They can still clinch a wild card spot and you know get get the six, maybe fifth spot. It, it's I think right now it's still anybody's game. Still anyone's game, yep. Yeah. But uh, we'll go to this week's or weekly awards. Yes, and starting with the big brain plays, number three coming out of the big brain plays is benching Chase Edmonds. Now, coming off of what looked like a hot streak for Chase Edmonds, seventeen points. Dom had uh, two two games from Chase Edmonds that he could have easily plugged him in and said, "This is an easy uh, two point game." He was facing the Cowboys. You know, it looked like an easy matchup. Chase Edmonds only put up. <laughs> 3.4 points. Yes, 3.4 points in a game where he's been trouncing Drake in fantasy points every week. Mm-hmm. Apparently, this was Drake's big blow-up week. I don't know if Dom predicted this or because of the game script or maybe he just had a gut feeling, but if he subbed out Henderson, who has a me- who has a very sketchy backfield, uh, mm-hmm. Gibson, who goes off against the Ravens but then did nothing against the Rams, very un- unlikely to you know give you that guaranteed production. DJ Moore, who's very hot and cold with what he does in every game. If he'd done that, it, this game against Johnny would have been a lot closer, maybe even a loss. Yeah, Dom, Dom Spencer was really weak this week. Every, all the people that scored points on his week were under four points. So. Yeah, yeah. He, he put up a good lineup, just enough to beat Johnny. I mean, would have beat anybody in the league. Yes, yeah. So, I mean, you know, good it, good job. It worked with, out for him. Yeah, good job uh, not starting Chase uh, – uh, not Chase uh, – Chase Edmonds. And just you know, making sure that you can get the best players in your spot, and I don't know how he decided that Chase Edmonds was going to have a crap week, but worked out for sure. Hey, I'm happy that he picked him up now because I would I probably would have played him this week and probably would have lost. Hey, there that you go. Would have made it a lot closer. <laughs> um, Actually, would have lost. DeAndre Swift went off. So. Yeah, yeah. Uh, big brain play number two is making the correct waiver evaluation on Chase Claypool for both Gooby and Joe. As we said before, Gooby bet uh, put in the wa- waiver for $85, Joe $83. Um, I'm not saying that that waiver amount was the right waiver amount. I'm saying that Chase Claypool is looking like he's the real deal. Yep. Uh, Juju's not doing so well. Who knows if Juju's getting double covered. I, I haven't watched the Pittsburgh game, so I don't really know the game script over there. Yeah. But with, especially with Deontay Johnson hurt, Claypool is emerging, and he's also getting um, – He's getting some carries too, I believe. His touchdown yeah. this week was off his, a his, run. I mean, yeah. I mean, you listen. I said last week that Dewante Johnson being out was the reason Claypool had that big game. This week, he only had four targets. Mm-hmm. Four targets, two runs. One of the runs was a touchdown. It gave him that those fantasy points. But his size, his ability to shine through, give that Mike Evans up ball catches. I mean, he gives he gives Sloppy Ben a really good deep ball that he like. You know, Sloppy Ben loves to throw it into coverage mm-hmm. and. I mean, it, getting in those runs with a touchdown, they clearly want to give him the ball. So th- I think this guy right here, Chase Claypool, he seems like an early contender for my waiver wire of the year pickup. Mapletron is definitely looking like the, the real deal. 
Ma- Mabletron is not a name I'm attached to yet, but I, I I'm not, oh, I'm not totally opposed to it's it. It's his own nickname. I, I'm not totally opposed to it. I know, I know, but you know, well, I'm, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna call, like start it. calling him uh, T- Mabletron just yet. He actually has a YouTube too. Hey, listen, yeah, he's 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 killing it on YouTube. So he's you know. he's an up and coming star in multiple ways. Lad. Exactly, got to branch <laughs> out. Um, and my big brain play number one of the week is going to be picking up Adam Humphreys and dropping Marvin Jones for Christian, because I mean, you know, like we said before, with the flexes, with the bye weeks coming in, you know, you need to fill in flex slots. You you got people on bye, you got to switch people in and out. Blah blah. blah. Marvin Jones. Um, Came in, he uh, hot on the season because Kenny Galladay was hurt. And then he went into the bye week. You know, he had a bit of a decrease in production, but it wasn't terrible. But as soon as uh, Humphreys got activated off the COVID list, who Humphreys did have COVID from that whole Titans COVID debacle, uh, he immediately just dropped Marvin Jones, picked up Humphreys, and put him in the starting lineup. And, I mean, the numbers speak for themselves. Marvin Jones only got 1.8 points this week. Humphrey's got 15.5, and I don't think it's every day you can pick up 15 points off the waiver wire. No, you can't. I mean, we've we've had, we've we've been lucky the past couple weeks, but yeah, that's a that's a pretty big pickup. I think I would have went over. Uh, I, I, I might have put Dom's uh, benching Chase Edmonds as the number one uh, this week, just because it had the most fantasy impact. If he didn't do that, yeah, he I mean, probably would have lost. It does have the most fantasy impact, but I think the bet, I think the read that Dom had of benching Chase Chase Edmonds was definitely more acceptable because it's just tooling around on your bench than just straight up I mean Christian didn't just bench Marvin Jones he straight up dropped him for Chase Edmonds and that those po- and just dropping 1.8 points and saying you're not going to do shit for me this week and then putting up 15 and you uh, from a waiver pickup that week is a lot that's intense moving on to the bonehead moves of the week uh I'm going to give myself number three here <laughs> uh I pulled a Johnny during those one o'clock games I was definitely down and giving up on my team. Yes, he was. Saying I was going to lose. My team wasn't doing shit this week. They didn't do much this week, but they did just enough to beat Kevin. <laughs> and like I said before, Ryan Tannehill and A.J. Brown definitely lifted my spirits after uh, Mark Andrews and Joni Smith really brought him down. Mm-hmm. And speaking of which, I'm, I'm a little worried about the uh, the Ravens' offense. Um, they're not my favorite. I, 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 went mean, th- I went through this with Mark Andrews last year where he – uh, he has big weeks, yeah. but then he has weeks of nothing. And I looked into Lamar Jackson a little bit. He's a great player. Oh, yeah. But quarterback, it, it really hurts. It really makes um, having any receivers on his team he's, uncomfortable. He's definitely more of a Cam Newton-style quarterback, if you, if you get what I mean. He's only had one week where he threw more than 300 passes, and that was right. week one of last year. Right, so he's 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 more of the new branch of like you know I know Mahomes can sling it, but Mahomes likes to run. Kyler Murray likes to run. Josh Allen's got some legs. We saw Daniel Jones get a couple runs now. I think the old style of the Rodgers, Breeze, uh, Big Ben, where they just you know they're stationary, move around in the pocket, get big throws. I think that's coming coming out of the league a little bit. The 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 thing that the real big difference though between Lamar and Kyler and um, Mahomes is that just Lamar just doesn't pass that much. Right. He, not only is he only have one 300 yard passing game, he's only has four 250 plus uh, games. So it's, right. it it just makes while while some of his uh, receivers get big games, it just doesn't make them consistent, which and is the scary part. Yeah, and uh, with the way that the Ravens' backfield shaking out now, I mean, trusting the Ravens' offense is very scary for sure. But going back to the the bonehead moves of the week, you know, I just got to trust my team a little bit better. Like I said earlier in this in this year and. I, I gave up on them, and 
Luckily, they they pulled me out of it. Just just don't be negative, like I John. gotta not be negative and just let the let the week play out, especially during a one o'clock game. <laughs> Anything can happen. Number two, bonehead move of the week. Uh, Johnny sticking with Juju. Um, I really wanted to say that this was going to be uh, for a second week in a row. Johnny playing the Kansas City Chiefs defense mm-hmm. that only scored two point five points. If Amari didn't score that touchdown, it definitely would have been that because Johnny would have lost by one point. And any other defense pretty much would have won Johnny this week. But oh, not my defense. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> but Johnny's sticking with Juju. Um, you know, we did say you got to start your starters. Um, but Juju's performance recently, it it's just not promising, especially with uh, Mapletron breaking out. I mean. It's, it's, it's a really tough move. But Johnny also left um, Fulgrim, Travis Fulgrim uh, from the Eagles, who Johnny, he just picked up. Right. And Debo Samuel, who you know, has been playing playing pretty well. Uh, I guess this was his boom, his uh, big game of the of the year so far after coming off from injury. But Johnny left points on the on the bench that uh, could have won him this week. I mean, at, after at, a second, at the same calls. time, I mean, they were playing the Browns, um, you know, and Juju is that he has that name behind him. He's not a you know, he's he's still Juju Smith. He's not going to just disappear into nothingness. Um, I do think that uh, the Steelers are maybe looking to let him walk this year, for because it is a contract year. We'll but see. but hey, he's still only 23, 24 oh, years old. Oh no, I understand that. But I mean, in terms of fantasy production, I think from the name alone, you can't drop him for sure. No. But I think going forward, it's going to be a big question on whether you start him or not. Yeah, definitely, John, definitely going to have to look into that. Yeah. And to round it off, number one, I said this was going to be the number one play <laughs> until it's not, and that's Daniel Jones. Kevin started him for the sixth straight week, mm-hmm. and he only finished with 13.88 points, and like we said, 7.4 of those on the ground. And, I mean, I know, we know you guys are tired of hearing Daniel Jones' top 10 quarterback being the t- number one bonehead move, but, I mean... We won't have to hear it again, because today, Kevin started his fire sale early, before the waiver wires, and he yes. dropped Daniel Jones, the former top 10 quarterback... Yes. Is now on the waiver wire. And and hopefully with the position uh availability of quarterbacks, he can finally get a quarterback that at least gets double digits. He's starting right currently Nick Foles. Um before waivers, yes. Before waivers. We'll see what what he picks up. Um there's a lot of options, like we've said, oh, multiple weeks. <laughs> so, you know, I mean, like I said, it's just uh, welcome to fantasy We'll football. see where he goes, <laughs> and we'll see how much fab he spends because he doesn't have a lot. I mean, he probably might be able to get away with it. With, listen, with a quarterback, you could just wait for everything to pass and then wake up wake up, and just pick up somebody off the waivers. You don't really need to spend anything for a quarterback. Oh, definitely. <laughs> and then finish up that this week. Um, standings. Are pretty interesting. Uh, we have two teams with five and one records. Me and Gooby. Yep. Uh, Gooby caught up a little bit in points four, but still trailing behind me. Um, then we have a group of six teams, all at three and three. Johnny, Lolly, Brian, Chris, and Dom. Johnny moving up a spot. Lolly falling. Brian moving up a spot. Yep. Dom, uh, Chris falling one, and Dom staying the same. And as we said before, Johnny passed Lolly in points four. Yes, and I I think it's just like a big scrum that we're gonna have to work out here because the, the next couple of weeks are definitely gonna separate who's had lucky weeks and who's really wants to be part of this three three bracket and move up to try and catch you and Gooby. Four teams left, or four teams in the playoffs. Two teams out right now. Really, the team these three and three teams you really gotta look at see who 
who played Kevin and Mike yet, and who still has yet to play them. I have played them both. <laughs> that that uh, that's got to be a little scary. A little bit, a little bit. You got those easy wins out of the way. I right? mean, I'm facing you this week, so I know. <laughs> that's the, it's yeah. Um, and then the, to round off that week, uh, Kevin and Mike stayed the same, both at one and five, uh, rounding it out. We got a nice, uh, nice even looking standings yeah definitely a little nice uh palindrome yeah palindrome. N- nice palindrome parallel going on but i uh definitely see you know i'm gonna make a bold statement i don't think that bottom two basement is gonna stay like that when the playoffs start okay. i I'm, I'm, I'm gonna say that i'm not, not i'm not gonna talk to the top of the ladder because you know i'm not there and i can't speak for anything so you're saying the seven through nine seven through ten is not gonna finish no i'm saying just the nine and ten i think the nine and oh. ten i think kevin and mike will not be nine and ten by the end of the season oh that, that's that's my bold my bold saying, statement. Are you saying another team will be or two more teams will yes. be nine and ten? Yes. So two teams are going to fall out and they're going to move up. It might be me. No, no, <laughs> no, no, no. Um, no, but I do. I my bold statement will be that Kevin and Mike will not be nine and ten when the playoffs start. Are you saying like one of them won't be or both of them will be out? Uh, way bolder to say both. I'm going to say that at least one at least of them one is not is not in the bottom, in the bottom tier. two. In the okay. bottom two, yeah. Bold statement. I like it. And then week seven preview, uh, we have our bye week. We have Baltimore, Indianapolis, Miami, and Minnesota. Um, not as not as hurtful as last week. Yeah, those still, those aren't still pretty big names. Those aren't the big producing teams. I mean, um, you know, Baltimore. You still have Lamar Jackson going down, which you had to plan for with bye weeks and stuff. Indianapolis. You have you know the receivers there, the Jonathan Taylor with the running backs. Miami, you know, you have Fitzmagic, that's now going to be Tua. But then you have, you know, uh, Gusecki, you have uh, Gaskin, mm-hmm. you know, and then Cook, Minis- Minnesota. Cook, Thielen. Yep, Cook, Thielen. Jefferson. Jefferson, all the big people that, that have been looking to go, yeah. Yeah, so we got, first up, we got Mike versus Johnny. Um, Mike has Dan Bailey out. That's a kicker. That's easy to replace. Easy, yeah. Johnny, Johnny a little bit more rough. He has Gaskins and Cook out. Um he might not have had Cook this week. We don't really know, but it does give Cook an extra week to heal up. Which I think I would like for as as Johnny. I know you, I know not having him as a possible start this week is a bad thing, but I think long term I'd rather him rest a week and get fully repaired from whatever injury he was dealing with to really come out strong after Johnny's the. Johnny's gonna have to make a move though because his only, um, his only bench running back right now is Zach Moss. Yes, who has not been playing. Uh, maybe that uh, DeAndre Swift trade is going to come back to hurt Johnny. But he's going to have to uh, go to a waiver wire and try and figure something out or maybe make another trade. Who knows? Yeah. I mean, hey, there are people with running backs. Though th- I will say this year uh, running backs have been a wasteland. Oh, yeah. good. Yeah, some teams definitely stacked them up. Um, and let's see what Mike's team looks like. You know, He's going to have to make a couple of moves. I think he might have to move on from his Giants players. Uh, they're not really putting up much. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, Giants. But he defense. does get Lev Bell. He does get Lev Bell back. We'll see how he. Um, there are rumors that he might not start due to COVID protocol or what have you. Well, but that was last week. He might. Well, yeah. we'll see. We'll see uh, how his. We'll, we'll see his, how the uh, week develops, but hopefully he'll have him for the week for the match against Johnny. Yeah, yeah. But I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go on a predict. I'm gonna, I'm gonna predict this match. You know, I've predicted Mike twice already. Yeah. Both times I predicted him, he's lost. So Johnny, let's go get this win. <laughs> Let's get it. Wait, Johnny. does that mean you're you're rooting for Johnny to lose right now? No, I'm, I want Johnny to win. Oh, okay. Because okay. if I predict Mike to win, Mike loses. Oh, 
So we're going for Johnny to win and Mike to lose. We'll see how this one plays Okay. Out. All right. Uh, you know what? All, all I can say is Reverse that if psychology, right? all I can say is that if Mike wins this week, uh, both Johnny and Mike can blame you for their fantasy standings. That's true. So. That's true. <laughs> so, you know, that's just my life. <laughs> then we have Chris versus Dom. Uh, Chris trying to end his 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 dive down. No real effect on buys this week. Dom no. Dom loses Ryan Fitzpatrick, but you know he was going to lose him anyway. Yeah. So he'll he's either back to Tom Brady or back to, uh, to anybody else. Anybody else? Yeah. And I mean, like I said before, I'm glad that I'm not facing Chris this week because I think this week Chris is going to come back strong yeah, for sure. His match his matchups are looking good. Uh, Dom's are looking a little rough, but. Right now, Chris projected to beat Dom one twenty four to ninety nine. Uh, like we said, Dom doesn't have a quarterback in there, but even putting a quarterback in, Chris would still have the the projection. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, you know, I think it'll be a close game, but I think Chris might sneak this one out on because he's his. I think he's hungry for a win. This, this is playing for a playoff spot right now. Yeah, yeah. Chris is Chris is the gatekeeper at uh, at six. Dom's at seven. So. This is, this is a really nice, tight match. Definitely one to watch, for sure. Then we have Lolly versus Kevin. Yep. Uh, Lolly looking for a little bit of a revenge match. <laughs> yeah, um, now that he's going to have Russell Wilson and DK back on his team, it's going to be a rough go for Kevin, for sure. 127 to 107. 20-point projection lead right now. But that's without all the waiver moves that uh, that's Kevin's going to go. That's without Kevin um, having a defense. Yep. Kevin does have three open uh, bench spots after he made some moves. He's looking for the waiver to come back tomorrow. And he has to fill uh, up his bench because right now his bench, Devontae Parker, Hollywood Brown, and Justin Jefferson all on by. So he has no depth if he needed to make any moves. I mean, all on by, but definitely people I wouldn't drop. So uh, right. the, the free bench space definitely – He Kevin's playing, Kevin's looking for well, more to tinker. So, more so if if something gets hurt on his team, he doesn't have much flexibility right. too much. But we'll see if he sticks with Nick Foles, goes to – Goes to uh, a new quarterback, uh, first time playing without Daniel Jones, the former top ten quarterback. Yep. Um, but I think Wally's going to take this one, a little revenge match for him. Yeah, yeah, I, I can see it being a hard fought f- fight for Kevin, but I think Kevin might make it a little more interesting than we think. So I hope so. I we'll like, see. I like I like tight matchups. Yeah. Uh, next matchup, which one of the matchups I w- I considered for matchup of the week, it would be me versus you, Commissioner Bowl. This is going to be interesting. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, me not having uh, uh, Christian McCaffrey back yet mm-hmm. uh, is really hurting Definitely me. Hurts. But um, you losing Eckler and me getting uh, Kelly is should help. Not based on what Kelly did last time he was on the field, but we'll see. Um, definitely a lot of interesting uh, things. We both need a kicker. Both need a kicker. <laughs> I think that's the third kicker that we've run across that people need. So the kicker, yep. kicker, kicker, kicker game's gonna be week. yeah. Waivers are on kickers for sure. Um, I might need a tight end. Ooh, Jonu yeah. Smith is hurt. Uh, I don't know what his status is. I have Mark Andrews on by, so I might have to drop one of my my bench players. Who I, I mean, hey, Joe, I have two tight ends. If you want to, if you want to make a trade. Oh wait, hold on. No, we're not. We're not pimping our teams. We're not pimping our teams. We're not. We're not pimping our teams. Sorry. But you know, it's gonna be close. You know, I can't. We can't really predict this one unbiasedly yeah no of course so we, all, we hope each we each win but you know right now joe is projected to be the point leader um but you know and we'll see how it shakes out maybe i'll make some moves maybe i'll spend the rest of my fat this week oh shit oh shit no. i think it's gonna be a good matchup <laughs> i love commissioner bowl week yeah it's, it's always fun always and then interesting the, and then finish it off i got them all in this week yep the matchup of the week 
new budding rivalry that I think is forming. I think so. Especially after the draft. After the draft, we have Gooby versus Christian. <laughs> Gooby on the podcast, the original Bro League podcast, talks shit about Christian's team. A lot. A lot. Apparently enough to make a song out of it. <laughs> and Christian is going to try and come back, top the 5-1 Gooby, second place team. I mean, and if I was an interesting one, if, I, I'm looking for some heavy punches to be thrown here. I mean, if I was Gooby, I'd be a little scared going into this because this is this is uh, not only for the for the win. I mean, I've for go- pride. For pride, yeah. I mean, fantasy wise, you you obviously, of course, want the win, and Gooby is sitting a little prettier with his uh, uh, record. But and Christian, hmm. another another quarterback out this week. Yes. Lamar Jackson on by. True. True. Uh, Gusecki, Ty, and the Dolphins D. All easily replaceable, though, for Christian. Though. Yeah, the big not being, big hitters. Big one being Lamar Jackson. Mm-hmm. Um, so, really, you see that. You see Lamar Jackson down. You think, you know, that's an easy week for me. I, I, could, I could take this one. No problem. But Gooby has Jonathan Th- Taylor and Adam Thielen. Those are big hitters. Behind. Those are those are big the big hitters. hitters. Yeah. His bench right now, he'll, he'll get Josh Jacobs back. Yes. So, that fills up one spot. Yes. But as of right now, all he has is Deontay Johnson. And does he really want to go for the Pittsburgh wide wide receiver stack in Deontay Johnson and Chase Claypool? And the Pittsburgh wide receiver stack without Juju. Without Juju. So, I mean, that's definitely a big risky move. I think Gooby might be part of those trade talks that are going to happen this week. Week 7 is usually when the buys start hitting and when the trades start getting made. He's going to have to make a trade or make a big free agent pool or free wide waiver wire move and i'm yes. not sure what else, what else on the water right now in for wide receiver or yeah. running backs but it's it's definitely Christian has a good chance to take down gooby's monster team right now yeah yeah i mean obviously like we said the, the heavy hitters being on by helps um but it's it's definitely i think it's going to be Christian's game, in my opinion. Yeah. I'm sorry. I think I think Christian came into this draft this year, talked shit to Gooby, and now he's, I think he's looking to back it up. The one good thing that me and Gooby can bank on them this week is we can't fall to below second place after this week. We have a two-game cushion. Yeah, but one game away is game way away worse than two. Right. One game away is worse than two, but, you know, at least for a week, we're, we're relatively safe. All right. Hey, listen. Safe is safe. Tell me you're safe when week 13 rolls around, Joe. Uh, then that, I'll, then no, I'll that's <laughs> different down the line. We talk about that in the future. But I guess for this week, we'll sign off now. Um, I'm the Crop Commissioner, Joe. And I'm Brian. And we'll see you in week eight. Bless those knees. <laughs>